On December 15th, Loretto Hospital made history when it administered the first dose of the COVID-19 vaccine in Chicago. Now, a top executive is out at the Westside Hospital because he misappropriated doses, basically meaning giving them to the homies, y'all. It's Friday, March 26th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is CityCast Chicago. We talked to the reporter who broke the Loretto Hospital story and another one watching the fallout in the Austin neighborhood. But first, a little bit of news, y'all. Now, the mayor says she isn't sending mixed messages, but I'm a little confused because yesterday she both took concern with the rise in Chicago's cases among young adults, but also eased outdoor restrictions for restaurants, events and gyms, all the places young adults like to go. So despite rain and thunderstorms this weekend, looks like Chicago gonna still be outside. Now, Chicago City Council approved some big money projects this week, including Chicago's first large esports arena. Smash Interactive's $30 million surge complex will call Bronzeville home, and my brother can't stop talking about it. I mean, as a lover of all things video games and virtual reality, he can't wait. Me, on the other hand, I never got the controller back as a kid, so some good news for my Bulls fans. The NBA trade deadline went from rumors and little noise to deals real quick yesterday. And the Bulls got busy landing all-star Nikola Vucevic. If that name means nothing to you, get ready to hear it a lot. Because the big man is a serious problem. That's our quick rundown for today, but trust me, you don't want to switch to your playlist just yet. You see the title. Damn, Loretto. From the Trump Tower to a suburban church to a Gold Coast Steakhouse, coronavirus vaccines from a Loretto Hospital seem to keep ending up in places they shouldn't be. And now one of the hospital execs accused of misusing the vaccines has resigned. Meanwhile, people in the Austin neighborhood where Loretto is located say they're struggling to get vaccinated despite city efforts to target the hardest hit communities. Kelly Bauer is the breaking news editor with Block Club Chicago, where she first broke open the story that Dr. Anoush Ahmed has been accused of handing out the vax to people who were ineligible but connected. Also with me is Matt Harvey from The Tribe, who's been out talking to folks at Amundsen Park on the west side about their trouble getting the vaccine. Thank you both for being here. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, I appreciate you for having us. Kelly, let's start with you, uh, since you're one of the people who broke this story. Please walk me through how you started digging into Loretto, because when I first heard about them, they were on the news for giving out the first vaccine in Chicago. And the next thing I know is looking like some shady things are going down. So Kelly, walk me through this. <laughs> yeah, so there have been a number of stories now, but how it started was that we got a tip from a resident who lives in Trump Tower that people who were ineligible had been vaccinated there. And this person was asking us to look into it because, you know, so many people haven't been able to get their shot yet. And they were curious, why were people prioritized here? So we dug into that and highlighted it. And it came out that it was 
Loretto that had vaccinated uh, workers at Trump Tower and that they have leaders who lived there. After you looked into the Trump Tower, did things just start unraveling from there and, you know, one after the next started revealing itself? Yes, definitely. There were people who talked about how, yes, there were vaccinations done at Trump Tower. And then there was someone who said, actually, the hospital COO, Dr. Nesh Ahmed, actually bragged that he vaccinated Eric Trump. And we were able to get a photo of him with Eric Trump and verify it was taken at Trump Tower the day of that event and everything. And then as we continue to build up this reporting and people trusted this even more, we had more people reach out to us and say, I was vaccinated at this event or I was vaccinated at this event. And Dr. Ahmed is the exec who resigned earlier this week. When you first broke this story, it was Trump Tower and then I believe a jewelry store in the Gold Coast and a steakhouse. And I'm thinking to myself, like, what is going on here? But at the exact same time, while all of this is unfolding... You know, people on the West Side, people in Austin are still struggling despite having some of the highest death rates in the city from COVID. Uh, and Matt, you were out there in the neighborhood this week. How are people reacting to the Loretto news? I went to Amundsen Park where the Loretto uh, Austin site was at, like where they were vaccinating people. And the mayor had just said that they are not giving Loretto any more um, vaccine doses, new vac- first doses. And yeah, I, I ran into somebody who was a nurse at Loretto and she was telling me how like taking away their first dose is just, it, it's limited their ability to like get vaccines to Austin residents. Something like making Dr. Med resign or something like that. I feel like those types of things would have been fit punishments, but the idea of taking away the vaccine supply was, seemed kind of backwards to me and that's what people were expressing. You know, Matt, you brought up a good point about some of the consequences that have taken place. Kelly, how is the mayor's office responding to this beyond, you know, limiting or withholding supply? So Dr. Arwady, who's the head of the health department for the city, said kind of the biggest punishment they could do for Loretto is to withhold those first doses. But like Matt pointed out, that ends up having a negative effect on those residents who are familiar with Loretto Hospital and were trusting that they could go there for those shots. So the city has looked for other ways to make sure doses are still going to the area. They said that Rush Hospital has stepped up in a big way and is now running that Protect Chicago Plus site. Mayor Lightfoot actually said that there does need to be an independent investigation of what happened at Loretto. Do we know who that could be, like doing the investigations? I am trying to find out more about that. But I know that, you know, some state lawmakers have said that it needs to be the state that gets involved in this because the state does have the power to regulate healthcare providers like Loretto. Stick around. I'm here with reporters Kelly Bauer and Matt Harvey, and we got more to talk about. When I don't feel like cooking in the morning, my go-to restaurant is Five Loaves Eatery. Located on the southeast side off of 75th and King Drive, Five Loaves Eatery has the best baked salmon, shrimp, and grits in the city. And I'm telling you, add a side of lemon zest pancakes, maybe even get the honey hot, hot wings if you're feeling good. I mean, you don't have to eat it all at the same time. You can save it for later, but trust me, this local establishment is not something you want to sleep on.
one of the conversations that's been taking place over the last few weeks, and Matt, I want to get your take on this, is this idea of a return to normal. But as stories like this show us, people in some of the most underserved communities in our city, black and brown communities, you know, getting back to normal is not going to be easy when, you know, you still don't know how you're going to get the vaccine or how eligibility is going to continue to roll out. Normal is like not even on these people's like, on these people's radar right now. Like the people that I've talked to, like ask them about when do you expect like to even be able to be comfortable being out with a mask and social distancing uh, regulations in place? People are like, what? Not like no time soon at all. Like I interviewed this man named Riddell Drakeford. He's a party promoter in the city. And he was telling me how he has festivals and stuff like that that go on throughout the city that are hounding him to go try and get them permits so that they can do their festivals. And he's like, he lost his brother to COVID. And so he's not, and losing his brother turned him into like a hermit. Like he's like, I'm not trying to do none of that. And I think that that's something that uh should be, I think, centered in a lot of reporting around this is that, you know, whenever we have these press conferences and everything, that they're, they're pushing the idea, the goal is to try and get back to normal as soon as possible. And I don't think people, I don't think people are really ready to do that. A lot of people I spoke to seem, feel like it's mostly just about them wanting to see people back at work, back spending money. It's back to normal for consumerism. Yeah, for the economy. Exactly. Kelly, this story, I feel like it's just every single day. I mean, you are clearly on it. And so uh, why is it so important that we continue to kind of uncover these stories over the next couple of weeks and, and maybe even months? It's important because Chicago has this long history of corruption, but that doesn't mean the people of Chicago in some way deserve to live with that corruption. And especially on the West side, that's a part of the city that's been hit the hardest by COVID that saw disproportionate numbers of deaths and cases that's seen a disproportionate impact on businesses. And Loretto hospital was supposed to be that hospital that would serve the West side so if leaders there were bringing doses to the downtown area like we've seen, then they were not fulfilling their mission of helping people in the Austin area. And so that's something that news reporters can shed light on and should shed light on because they need to be held accountable if things went wrong. How is something like this Loretto thing such a pervasive issue? Why is there no regulation on how people are even transporting doses? Like that should be something that's kept track of, you think. And so it, it makes kind of the words, the the suggestion that the city cares so much about getting these people vaccinated. And like, then when something like this Loretto Hospital thing, the best y'all could do is take away the vaccinations from the, the vaccine doses from Austin. That was the best punishment y'all could come up with. Again, that was Matt Harvey with the tribe who was on the ground this week in the Austin neighborhood. We were also joined by Kelly Bauer, the breaking news editor at Block Club Chicago, who has been following the Loretto scandal closely. Before I let you go, I had to mention the best part of my week. And that's tomorrow, my mom's 50th birthday. And I plan on singing Boys to Men, a song for Mama to her, as I've done every birthday since I was six years old. Mom, I just wanted to say I love you. And enjoy your day, Mama T. The tea is for tequila, y'all. Now, the music you've been grooving to every show is brought to you by my boy, Sam Trump. 
and the podcast and newsletter you've been sharing with your family, friends, and strangers on the internet is brought to you by an amazing team. Lead producer Carrie Shepard, what's been the best part of your week? The best part was teaching Sydney about the song, I Can't Stand the Rain, and introducing her to the <laughs> Missy Elliott video. Oh, I love it. Newsletter writer Sydney Madden, what was the best part of your week? The best part of my week was dog-sitting my cousin's puppy, Toski. <laughs> Except he's not really a puppy. He's like seven. I just didn't want to use puppy twice in a sentence. <laughs> and of course, the one and only Simone Alisea. The best thing that happened to me this week, and I am being so serious right now, I ate the most perfect avocado. And I just know it's a sign of sunshine to come. That's our show for today. Remember, starting next week, I'll be in your feed Monday through Friday, five days a week. Trust me when I say, we just getting started, y'all. Let's talk soon. Peace. Peace.